Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. My name is Chris Badgett, and today I've got two very special guests. We've got Brad and Andy from the Great Ecourse Adventure. We're going to be getting into some more unconventional or uh, just different ways of looking at things when it comes to online education and crafting digital experiences and transformation online. And we're going to kind of critique what's going on out there in, in our industry and really push into some interesting ways in which these two guys and their company and their community are transforming the way things are done and just taking a different approach. So I think you're going to get a lot out of this episode. But first, Brad and Andy, thanks for coming on the show. It's awesome to be here. Thanks for having us, Chris. Thanks for everybody who's listening. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. And just so everybody knows to get it right, this is Brad's voice speaking here. All right. And this is Andy. And if you want to see these two lovely gentlemen, LMS Cast is also on YouTube if you happen to be listening on the podcast. But these guys have a, a beautiful website. It's called The Great Ecourse Adventure, which is at thegreatecourseadventure.com. Is that right? That's yeah. correct, yeah. And you'll see right away when you go to that website, these guys have a really unique uh, brand and style. And really, it's a work of art. And that's something we're going to get into today. But first, let's kind of get oriented and look at kind of what's going on in our industry and maybe critique it a little bit and have a conversation around um, just some trends that are going on that, that you guys are taking a different approach against. But what's going on out there in, in how you see our industry these days? That's a great question. It's one of the questions we talk about a lot. So I'll, I'll throw one down, Andy, and then maybe you can, can yeah. offer another because I know there's, there's definitely multiple. Um, so one of the things that's, that we see a lot of, and it's just one of the things that we've all been taught over the years, it's just become, it's become the status quo for the industry is that all courses are basically alike. You have a free offering, you have a course, it's a PowerPoint presentation or a talking head video, and you get a PDF. And that's about all there really is to it. And we live in, we live in an age of distractions and entertainment and people love to get high on quick digital fixes. And, people are, and, and a lot of teachers out there building e-courses are still creating these 45 minute long PowerPoint presentations that kind of pack a ton of information and give a whole bunch of to-dos, but don't actually give people um, an experience that helps them to take in the lesson, digest it, and then integrate it into their business immediately. And so what happens is people go into information overload. They get overwhelmed by these long PowerPoint presentations or they get radically bored. And the thing with, with being online rather than in a classroom, in the classroom, you're kind of forced to pay attention to what the teacher's saying. Whereas online, you can easily go over to Facebook and start scrolling the wall. I wouldn't be surprised if there's people right now who are listening to podcasts that are distracted by something at the moment. It's just kind of the way of the world. So the question we started asking ourselves is how do we create an experience that people actually want to show up to? They're excited to do the next lesson and we're giving them the information or the process in a way that's, that's exciting for them. That's engaging because the dropout rate is pretty insane for the industry, 70 to 97%, depending on which expert you ask. 
regardless, it's a big fail. And so that's been, that's been our quest and our question that we've been asking is how do we create highly engaging and different kinds of courses that go outside of that traditional blueprint? That's awesome. What about you, Andy? How do you see the, uh, the landscape these days? Oh, yeah, I mean, there's so many, there's so many different things, but like one thing that uh, I've sort of been coming to a point of every time I hear this, I just roll my eyes is, uh, and, and we all know this is the whole like six figures in six days, you know, take that course, you'll be making six figures in six days, like no questions asked, money back, double guarantee, yada, yada, yada. And every time I hear something like that, um, just, uh, I, mean, I think there's a few things wrong with that. I mean, first of all, that's just absolutely unrealistic, um, period. And I think it's a great like sales technique to use to, to kind of hook people in. But I think that it also, you know, the reality is that creating an online course and, and, and creating a sustainable business utilizing online education, it takes time just like building anything else does. And so I think if there's unrealistic expectations going into it as a course creator, that it's going to be easy to get, um, um, sort of disenchanted or, or maybe even just kind of stop believing in the vision. It's, Oh, this is only supposed to take, I was supposed to have a hundred thousand dollars by you know, two weeks. In, by Tuesday. Right? <laughs> yeah, by Tuesday. Um, and it, it can be easy. Like, you know, when you have that perspective or that expectation, then the idea of it maybe taking two years to get to a point where things are sustainable just doesn't compute. And um, I think people just give up very, very quickly. And what we've, you know, we've learned that it's, there's no, there's no shortcuts, you know, sometimes there are cases where somebody comes up with an idea and it's just an immediate success since they're just out the gate, you know, and that's usually the stories that we hear, but, um, you know, the, the slow route is, is the best route. And, you know, one thing you kind of touched on earlier was just talking about how, uh, how you feel like what we've done is a, is a work of art and we feel like that there's a certain point where like you, you get into your craft, you know, if you're a course creator that, you know, that's kind of what we've identified ourselves as we're course creators. And that's just like what we do. That's our craft. And so it's not a matter of like doing something very, very quickly to get to a result. It's like, we're just in it and we're just crafting the best stuff that we can craft. And it's just like any sort of skilled craft person in any, in any trade, you can make a sustainable business doing that if you're good at what you do and you just put the time and energy into it. So we're really work, working to cultivate a culture and a community of people that are just, they just, they, they have a, a calling to do this type of work. Maybe they've been teachers um, and they want to um, get their work online. And there's not, it's not just another quick, get rich quick scheme to these people, right? And it's, that's not what it is for us either. Um, and so I think that that's, that's one thing that, you know, a lot of people get into it just as another quick way to make cash. And, um, that's, that's great, but it's just unrealistic. Yeah. And I think that when more people get into it just for the sake of, you know, that's what they feel called to do. And they really want to sort of dive into it and look at it as more of a craft or, or an art form, that's when we're going to start to see some really incredible stuff spread out of the woodwork. Yeah. And that's where the opportunity lies in my opinion. That's awesome. Yeah. Just to kind of piggyback on what you're saying, the six figures in six days type <laughs> of uh, copywriting 
I see a lot of people who come through like kind of the internet marketing or make money online scene a little bit. And then they, so there's this tendency and sometimes I see this as just an evolution into um, just getting deeper and where you end up more as an artist than, um, you know, just trying to scratch and find some cash on the internet. Um, but, you know, people like, for example, I think a lot of this started or, or has some roots in certain key um, teachings out there from the marketing community. For example, Robert Cialdini has a book called Influence, and there's like five ways you can influence people. For example, like with something called social proof, which means, okay, I'm going to put a bunch of testimonials on my course page, and because other people see these other people have all this success, that's going to increase my conversions and allow me to sell more product. So I can make money online. A lot of this kind of sales training actually, I think, has a lot of roots in uh, a guy named Dan Kennedy who put together a lot of sales training. And none of that stuff, Dan Kennedy or Robert Cialdini, they're not bad people. They're not evil people. They're really talking about just marketing and sales. And, you know, you can influence people. That's what they, they find, like, in this direct response marketing community. Um, and it's, it's cool to know that stuff, but it's kind of like Spider-Man with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like you said, it's not about making six figures in six days because in my opinion, the money is just byproduct of creating value. And where does value come from? Art. And what is the best art? It's priceless. You can't even put a value on it. So there's no limit. Um, but I think it's only natural and sometimes maybe you really do need to make money or you need to leave your job and, or you're trying to find a different, you know, way of living or, or being in the world or the economy's changing that it's, it's okay to like want to make money online and, and try to do that. And you do need to figure out copywriting and how to like, write. Yeah. At the same time, I'd encourage people to always like, you know, ultimately also cultivate that art, artistic side yeah but you guys have done so much work in all this like if we're looking at this as kind of like the baseline you guys are kind of having a a higher conversation over here and taking a different route what do you what do you mean by um thinking outside of the blueprint what does that look like yeah it's i love that question um so before we did the great e-course adventure this is this is the example um we had an online course on building online courses called the e-course creation blueprint. And it was everything we just talked about. It was very blueprint. There was nine modules. Each module was a PowerPoint presentation that was 45 to 60 minutes long with a whole bunch of to do's. And um, the success rate wasn't profoundly awesome, but you know, we were making money. We saw a path that we could make a lot of money and Andy came here and we were going to, he lives in Hawaii, I live in Canada, and he was, we were going to re-record, we we're going to spend a couple of weeks re-recording the whole product and making it better. And our big ideas, instead of doing PowerPoint, we do it on a whiteboard. And it was a big idea. That was like the breakthrough. And so right before we go into filming, we're standing on a mountain above my house and I looked at Andy and I'm just like, would you purchase our course if you found it a few years ago when you're looking for this type of info? And he was like, no. I was like, no. Like, That's a really big problem. And 
so we started asking ourselves, we had like literally we were up till five in the morning that night brainstorming, like what would we want to purchase? And that was when the slip of the tongue happened. And we we're like, well, it need to be an adventure. It'd have to be fun. Like people should get an adventure map when they sign up. And it's, and I've always enjoyed Saturday Night Live. And I was like, well, what if instead of just a regular talking head video that we did an entertaining storyline that is a journey of all of our participants going up a mountain and they start at base camp and they end at launch summit where they launch their course. And along the way they meet interesting characters and they have experiences that you have on an adventure. There's mystery, there's unknown, there's comedy and all of this stuff. And, and we're like, well, what if, you know, we gamified it and our badges were actually backpack supplies and we created our own mountain currency that people were rewarded for participating. They can spend that on products in our shop. And it just kept snowballing. And it suddenly went from this dry, boring blueprint that was just like all of the others. And the only thing that separated us from all of the other teachers teaching e-course creation was that our personalities, like who we actually are, the way it was designed, the look of the website, it looked like any of the top five other people out there that are teaching this stuff. And that was one of the questions we often got on webinars, like what separates you from David Simon Garland or any of those other guys? And we're like, well, this, that, the other thing, but it wasn't like awesome answers, but now it's like, you go to our we website. Don't, we don't get that question anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, and I, I was listening to a uh, podcast with Rick Rubin and he was saying that, uh, that you either have to give people a fuck yes or a fuck no. I hope I can say the F-bomb on your show. That's all good. All okay. Good. And, and what we were doing before is we, it was just kind of like a, there wasn't that type of response. Whereas with our webinars we do now with our great e-course adventure, people are like, fuck yes, this is the coolest thing ever. Like, where has this been all my life? Or like, you guys are lame asses and I'm going to go to the blueprint over here because that's what I want. And so I think like the thinking outside the blueprint thing, we, the benefit was is we had already created our blueprint. We knew our content. We knew our process. And what we did is we took that skeleton, all those lessons, and we, we asked ourselves, how could we give this a creative flair? How could we bring this to life by adding personality? And, and the way that we add personality is by giving a course a theme. That's one of the main things we teach our students is you give your course a theme, you bring it to life. And so our theme for the Grady Course Adventure is going up a mountain. We did a webinar recently where the theme was kind of a Star Wars outer space adventure. We're traveling to the new world of online learning. And so this is something that... Uh, our students are starting to catch on to and applying it to their creative process as well. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the interesting turn of events. Um, well, I guess I'll back up. So I think this is a really important thing to, to realize is like once we, when we, when we were doing the, the e-course creation blueprint, it was purely a business thing. Like everything about it was business. Like it wasn't like, heart and joy like we we fell in love with the process of creating it like there's no denying that it was an enjoyable process creating that and promoting it and we felt good about it all um but when we realized we we're like you know what like we wouldn't actually buy this if we're honest with ourselves and you know we we're like well what would make this awesome and, and as brad said you know we went through this whole process and then the the grady course adventure theme sort of like came in the picture and what started happening and this is the really important thing is that 
all of a sudden we started seeing all these ways that we could take our other talents and passions and abilities that are seemingly completely unrelated to, to what this work is. And all of a sudden it like demanded that we infuse those talents and passions and things into, into this course. And all of a sudden it went from like this thing that we were doing to make money and, and, you know, to, to be of service and, and whatever, blah, 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 to this thing. That's like our dream project. Like it, it's just, it ticks all the boxes of something we want to work on and offer the world. And so it, it, we originally thought we were like, well, okay, cool. Like this is just going to be a fun way for other people to learn how to create a basic blueprint type e-course. You know, like we, we weren't like going into it being like, we're going to teach other people how to do this. It was just like a, a more fun way to do the old way. Right. And the surprising thing that happened was that our first round of beta students were like, Oh my God, this is amazing. You know, like, and all their courses were like mimicking what we were doing. And they were like, creating themes and like doing all this stuff. And we we're like, Whoa, <laughs> going out and buying what green they want to do. Like, yeah, everybody's like going out and buying green screen kits. Cause yeah, the whole thing we filmed on green screen. Um, so everybody's like wanting to do that. Like they were so inspired by it that they're like, this is what we want. This is how we want our courses to be. And so it like the whole thing kind of started to get shaped into that direction. And now that's what we're teaching is not how to do it. The old way we're teaching you how to do what we do now which is really what we believe is um, in our opinions, like, you know, what we, the direction that we see uh, online education going, or at least a direction that's a very important direction. Um, and we see this a lot, like in, in traditional education, um, there's kind of a big, uh, I don't know, actually I don't know how big the movement is, but um, in the traditional classrooms, like a lot of teachers are realizing that like they're having problems with kids staying engaged. And one of the things that they've realized that helps really well is, is gamification. There's actually a lot of like applications out there that are these sort of like apps that help you gamify your in-person classroom. And they're, they're like, it's like an RPG kind of like fantasy kind of Warcraft type game. I think it's called like craft uh, class craft is actually this one specific one. And they use it as a way to game gamify the classroom time. And they get the kids like enrolled in this, fantasy experience that is just another layer that exists on top of the basic educational information or whatever it is that they need to learn. And, um, and it's, it's working like wonders, like the teachers that adopt this approach, like they're seeing insanely high in, uh, increases in engagement and just kids like, especially kids that uh, generally kind of zone out or whatever. They're like, whoa, like, I'm so into this. Like, this is the coolest thing in the world, you know? And so it's like, the key thing is like, it's not replacing the core educational, like, you know, aspect of like, we need to learn what one plus one equals two. And, you know, these, these sort of dry things that we're, we're here to learn, but it's all about like adding another layer on top of that. And that's kind of what we've done with the Grady Course Adventure. It's, it's like almost more or less the same content that we used to have, but it's just got this whole other layer and layers and layers on top of it that makes it not feel like work or that you're not like, you know, in this sort of, oh, excuse me. Oh, new puppy. Uh, right on. Well, I have to ask you guys, like, where did the, um, where did that foresight or vision come from to 
like even have the uh, the openness to ask yourselves, would I buy the would I buy my course like two years ago and all and be honest with yourself like where did that kind of vision and moment of like introspection come from? I mean, being on top of a mountain above your house, I think definitely yeah. helps. But like, yeah. why did you even go up the mountain? So we well, that was that's actually one of the ways we came up with the Grady Course Adventure theme is. The majority of the time when Andy would fly up to Canada and we'd spend our couple week work stints together is we'd spend most of the time outside. We'd be out golfing. We'd do these epic day-long hikes. We'd take the pack and the dog and our journals and we would just talk about our business and we would, we would write out our lesson plans and ideas and all that sort of stuff. And so adventure was a huge part of how we were building our business. I mean, and just to make an observation, you also were getting offline. It's not yeah. about being online all the time. Yeah. Go ahead. We tell our students that all the time. It's like, don't build your course sitting on your computer, go out into the world with a journal and a book and experience life and like live your dream now. Like how can you live your dream now and create your course as a part of that experience? And so that's what we were doing. And it was just kind of a, it was just a gut feeling that I had before asking the question that we're standing there and something didn't feel fully aligned. Um, and it, it couldn't put my, my, my thumb on it. And I just, the question just sort of came out and I asked Andy and then that we realized it was a really big problem because I, so many entrepreneurs do this. they, they create something to sell because they think it's sellable and they don't actually believe in it with their whole heart and soul. And we've put everything into the great e-course and adventure and we believe in it with our heart and soul. We don't have to sell it. it the, the course sells itself to the people we made it for. And I think that's a big thing. Like if we're doing the thing that we are most passionate about, that energy is in every single thing, every word of copy, every lesson that we have in it. Like it's all, it's all just embedded in it. And so I think that's something people need to do is, is have an honest reality check with themselves. It doesn't mean you need to go out and redefine your whole business. You could do what we did. You could take the business you've already created and ask, well, how can I infuse more of my passions and personality into what I've already created so that it's more me? And when we do that, when we own who we are or we own our unique creative outlook or point of view or whatever it is, and we just allow that to express the right people come. I mean, we have not had a single problem with our tribe who are going up the mountain with us because these people are just so enamored by the experience we've created for them. I think, I think that's a really interesting point that you made about no people once you did this people stopped asking you like how are you different from x so instead of like having an in, being incrementally different or slightly similar it's just like a whole other level of magnitude and it sounds like that bringing the, the art and the passion into it also just made motivation for you guys to keep going and it became fun yeah and that's just like a totally different game and instead of trying to make money online you're just doing your art, it creates transformation in other people's lives with the kind of people you want to work with. 
And then that's where the value comes from. And that's where the money comes from. It's not about just making money online. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's such a, it's such a big shift and it feels great. It's a, it's a, it's a relief. <laughs> I mean, I remember when we, when we came up with the idea for the Grady course of venture, it was just like, ah, oh, yes. It was that's so exciting. Cool. And it just quickly evolved into what it is almost effortlessly. It was just like, once we found that magic ingredient or that magic set of ingredients, it just it was like baking the cake was just, it was a piece of cake. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think's blocking people from getting there? And I mean, you guys used to, you had to go through that inqu- personal inquiry before you opened the doors, but why are, why is maybe perhaps the majority not doing that in the well, education space? Okay, so I think first of all is that people just haven't thought about doing this type of thing. It's I think a lot of people, especially in the online marketing space, and just we're so techy and analytical that. Uh, it's very much about like linear tactics, like just get from A to B. Like I don't have time to mess around with like, you know, stories and narratives and fiction doesn't fit into this world. Right. Yeah. Uh, And so here's a great example. Um, one of our students, she's been with us since, since the beginning. Um, and so, so we've, it's been about, about a year since we did our first, uh, launch and, She's been with us, very, very active, engaged, um, and hadn't really created anything in this year's worth of time, but very, very engaged, like always um, posting in the forums, yada, yada, yada. And um, we were kind of wondering, like, I wonder when she's, you know, going to create something. And and she finally, this last, uh, it was like right around the Christmas break, she she had this idea. Um, we did an interview with this, with this uh, guy, Tad Hargrave, and he, he mentioned this idea of this 10-10-100 uh, rule, where the idea is like create something, anything, in less than 10 days with less than 10 hours time and less than 100 bucks and just see what happens with that. So she's like, that, that feels awesome. Like That feels like some, a good motivator. I'm going to do something with that. And so she, she was kind of like... Um, all right, I'm going to, what do I do? What do I do? And she was kind of coming up with different theme ideas and she, she wanted to do kind of like an end of the year sort of uh, process where women would sort of reassess their goals and intentions and whatnot. And so I don't want to get too far in the details, but the same person was definitely very resistant to this idea of like themes and gamification and all these sort of things that really make the Grady course adventure what it is. But through time, she started kind of being like, okay, this makes sense. This makes sense. So anyways, she came up with this idea for this, like her theme was this kind of retreat log cabin theme. And she just did this simple uh, Facebook group and created these basic images that sort of helped kind of create a sense of environment or place. And she sent out an email to her relatively small list and was like, Hey, I'm going to do this thing. It's free. Just, you know, uh, if you want to participate, come do it. And so she got a handful of people to participate and she was amazed at a, how well received this theme idea was. And just, and she had the, even these small gamification elements like uh, puzzles and things like that. And they all loved it. Like in her engagement was like, uh, it was like over 90% or something like that. And, um, and through all of this, through this simple thing, she's like lit up. 
Like you can just tell that she is just like, I know exactly the direction that I'm going with this. It was all hazy and unclear, but now I know. And it's like, now that she's tasted what it's like to be like, wow, I can like be creative and this can be fun. She's just like, she is on a roll and it's so cool to see. So I think that, I think it's just partially that people just haven't thought about this possibility. And then, you know, and then when they do think about it or are presented with the opportunity, it's kind of like, well, that doesn't really make sense to my analytical, uh, what left brain side of myself. Um, yeah. I think more play in the business world would be really good for everybody. We, we feel like if we want to make money, then we need to be buttoned up and serious and come across like we have our shit together. But right. let's be honest, nobody's really got their shit together. <laughs> Nobody really knows what's going on here. <laughs> and so if we could just all like hang out the dirty laundry and get real with ourselves, I think the self-inquiry piece is, is so important for people that if we all just took the time, even if it's just spending two, three hours and asking ourselves some really honest questions about the direction we're heading, and the direction we want to go and see if those two paths are aligned because rather in alignment with what we really, really truly want and who we truly want to be or out of alignment and just yeah. being honest with ourselves, we can figure that out and change course. It doesn't have to yeah. be a big deal. It can all be integrated into what we're already doing, where we're going. Yeah. We're, we're really big proponents of this idea of like, um, and this is something that we do kind of guide our students to consider is this idea of like, Especially in the in the online marketing world, you know, there's this idea of passive income, and I, I know even like uh, Pat Flynn, the smart passive income guy, he's like, his tagline is like, you know, basically work work hard now so you don't need to later or whatever. So it's this idea that like we're gonna do something that's annoying and we don't really want to be doing it right now, so that maybe later we don't need to do anything and then we can just kind of retire, right? Um, and I think that that whole idea, uh, I mean, I like the idea of passive income. That's great. But just the idea of like doing something now that we don't want to be doing so that we can maybe do something we want to do later, I feel like is ultimately, uh, it just doesn't resonate with me. And so our big question is like, how do we do what we want to do now? And how do, how do we make this whole business like exactly what we want to be doing right now so that we don't need to be living a life that we need to take a vacation from? Yeah, that's awesome. That's it's almost like a a shift in the collective consciousness from let's say at least in the internet world like the four hour week work week. You got the palm trees. You got the hammock. Person on a laptop works four hours a week, but the, even <laughs> that's the passive income dream. Yeah, another evolution of that. And even the author of that uh, movement and that book, Tim Ferriss, he doesn't work four hours a week. He spends tons of time. Yeah, and doing all kinds of stuff that he loves to do, and yeah, he's yeah, he passive income that's great, but work is good. The idea that you're going to live on the beach for the rest of your life, unless you're like you know surfing or whatever, is like your 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 what gives you meaning in life. Uh, it's not sustainable. <laughs> so, yeah. well, I yeah. I live in Hawaii, yeah, and like I don't go to the beach that much. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. like. But yeah, no, it's true. It's like even Tim Ferriss, great example. You know, like he is completely uh, like absorbed and totally engaged with his work. And a lot of it doesn't pay him directly, but like it's all one thing. You know what I mean? Like it's all one thing. And, and that's what he wants to do. Like if you didn't pay him to do it, if he didn't make money from it and he was all set, like he'd still do it. 
He'd still be doing experiments. Yeah, Yeah, like, it's like, if you got to that point of not needing to worry about money, well, it's not like you're just going to lay around the whole time. You're going to find something to do, right? You're going to find a hobby. You're going to get into some sort of art. You're going to start crafting something, um, you know? Otherwise, you just get really bored really fast. And so that's kind of what our whole mission has been like. Well, let's just figure out how to, like whatever that future craft would be that I would retire into, like, let's just do that now. Like, yeah. Just get to it, like, and not waste time doing things I don't want to be doing. And so. it's so fun. I mean, the amount of fun this last year has been since we came up with the idea. It's been insane. It's been a lot of work. I mean, Andy came here four times in about a six month stretch where we do these three week work binges where we'd be working around the clock we'd wake up we'd go play sunrise golf and then we would work until the wee hours of the morning and you know we get three hours sleep we would have coffee we would have drinks we'd go for those epic hikes and it was just our whole journey was fueled by creativity and the great e-course adventure i mean we we funded ourselves to build this through our our beta pre-sale we had hardly created anything other than a trailer and a few of the videos to show what it was. And we did a landing page and we had over $30,000 in pre-sales come in that funded us to start building it before our next launch. And, and that was like, we weren't selling a product at that time. We were selling the vision of what we were there to create. And our list at that time was like 400 people. (laughs) We didn't have a big list. We, we just, people believed in this because everybody is so ready for like, what's the next cool idea? And everybody out there who is a teacher who is building online courses or that's getting in this, you have the opportunity in your industry to be the next cool thing, to come up with the next really cool idea that everybody turns their head. Cause right now you could be scrolling the internet or your Facebook wall. And most of what out there looks the same, sounds the same. And on, on 80% of it is the same. And we need to, we need to stand out this day. We need to be something that, that is bold, daring, different, and wildly unique. And and a, go ahead. I was going to say, just kind of tagging on to that. One of our big paradigm shifts is going from this idea that we're like creators or transmitters of information that the purpose of an online course is to basically just relay info right and if you take that approach that's really what that's what um spawns so much sameness and that it just purely it becomes a purely mechanical thing right it used to be called information products yeah yeah so so the idea is like well that's not really what's going on. Like with an information product, like really what's happening is somebody's paying to be transformed. They're paying to become something they weren't before or learn a new skill that they didn't have before. Um, and that's so really what you're selling is a transformational process and transformation happens through experiences, right? So it's like we, we see ourselves as facilitators of transformational experiences. And the key thing there is experience. And so if we like look at, what is the experience that someone's having when they are engaging with my thing, whether it's my course or my website or this or that. And we've kind of come to a place where we've actually put the design of that experience 
at the forefront of everything. And it's less about utility and more about this sort like, cause you can't really def- it's hard to define like what experience is and you can't really tell what it's going to be like to be somebody, uh, you know, interacting with your thing. But I, we found that by taking that into consideration in that creative process, that the experience that somebody has is going to be way more profound and yeah. it kind of get us out of our own way a bit. And, yeah. and cause, cause if you think about like, if you just create this purely mechanical course, that's super boring. And then you kind of look at it from like, well, what's it's going to, what is it going to be like to be somebody going through this? You're going to quickly realize that it's pretty freaking boring. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you look at most people, what they're doing is like, okay, somebody signed up for my course. I know I need to create a thank you video. So I create the thank you video, which is them standing in front of Well, Hi, thanks for signing up, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, now I send lesson one and here's lesson one. But we need to get methodical and put ourselves in the, the, the student's shoes. And rather than calling them customers, let's call them students because that's what people are. They're not a customer. They're paying for a course with you, which makes them a student. And, and so we need to think about every single detail. Like what do we want them to feel when they get on that welcome page? What is, what is the emotion we want to invoke in them and how can we do that? And I mean, we've, we've thought about it from every detail, even our autoresponders that we have, like some of the autoresponders are, are hilarious. They're, we've got one character in the adventure called Sherpa Steve, and he's this grumpy bastard of a Sherpa. And so some of the emails that go out are from Sherpa Steve. And these are the ones that's like, if somebody has been inactive for say three days, they haven't come then they'll get a reminder from Sherpa Steve of like, you know, get back on the trail or I will be standing here with your pack and I will surely die because there's a pack of wolves surrounding me. And it's just like, it's, <laughs> it makes people want to come back to the mountain because they get that, that injection of dopamine. They're like, oh yeah, this was fun. I want to go back. And so you don't have to have a Sherpa Steve in your course, but how can you make every single step? I mean, when you create every lesson, every lesson page, every autoresponder, um, ask yourself, like, how can you make this an enjoyable experience for your student? What is going to make it enjoyable for them? And there's the two things that we found kind of ties that together and makes that answer really easy is one, having a theme, and two, knowing what your course's personality is. So your course will have a personality. It'll talk in a certain way. It'll write in a certain way. The lessons come off with this certain vibe. The the graphics and the colors, they all give off this energy. And so if you can be clear on what that personality is for your course, if your course was a person, how would you describe it? It's a really great question to ask because most of the courses that are out there have very little to no personality. And so if you're learning from somebody who doesn't have a personality, how much fun is that going to be? How engaged are you going to be? Chances are you're going to glaze over and you might retain 10%. So what do we do to make it so that we retain 90%? That's awesome. So if I was, uh, let's just use an example. Let's say I'm doing a kettlebells for beginner, like training video. But I, it's like, if I'm honest with myself and I think about it, I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't buy my course. It's boring. I'm just in front of a, you know, I'm in my yard showing proper technique. Right. But what if I wanted to like invoke like some, you know, crusty Russian kind of theme, 
Or the kettlebell okay. Like, how would I do that? So let's just, let's call the course kettlebell hell. And so okay. it goes from like how to do kettlebells to like kettlebell hell. And maybe the <laughs> lessons are infused with some rock music. You could be on a green screen. Like some death could, metal. Like, bring that fire to the practice right yeah. and so then your emails wouldn't be like oh gee i sure hope you you enjoyed your practice i'd be like get your ass outdoors and get your kettlebells on and like that personality <laughs> would come through and so lots of black and red and yeah. yeah yeah exactly it's like like once you kind of understand or have a picture of what your theme is and and when it's when the synergy is there and it works well everything becomes like crystal clear in this very uncanny way. Yeah. And it's like, like once we said those words, the Grady course adventure, and we just had that picture in our mind of like, Oh, we're, we're not creating courses. We're climbing a mountain. You know what I mean? Like it was like from that point, it was clear what needed to happen in the moment that we were dreaming of each component of it. And so in the same way that like, you know, with the kettlebell health thing, like if that was the theme and we really want to make it this kind of like, almost like, over the top kind of comedy of like ridiculousness, but still serious. Like, no, this is serious boot camp. You know, if that was the theme, then it's like you can just you can you can almost just see how like how that could evolve. And I see what you're saying. Thing like I see what you're saying too. How the information is still kind of the same. I'm still have the same technique. It's just the personality comes out. Yeah, exactly. And obviously, the personality of your e course. Um, if it's, it's going to be aligned. It's going to be similar to your personality. Um, and so for us, like the Grady course adventure, we're, we're kind of goofballs. We love to have fun. We're playful. We laugh a lot. And so that personality is really expressed through the course. And so kettlebell hell, perhaps that'll work for somebody. Perhaps it's a different scene with a different personality, but that was just the first thing that popped into my mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it does need to be in alignment with, with, the truth of kind of who you are and it's it, it when you get the right combination it provides an unexpected uh channel of, of expression and creativity and that's when the fun start when the fun part happens because I, then it's like oh wow there's all these parts of myself that i would never have been able to like insert into this project but now it's all there and it's demanding it of me. yeah i just want to share another example from one of our students she's building a course that's helping people to, to change careers. And so she's got this really cool superhero theme and she's somebody who's not, um, she doesn't love being on the camera. And so she's also a part of an improv group. And so she loves writing. She loves creating the lessons and doing all the writing. And she's bringing in friends from her improv group, to play some of the characters in her superhero themed course. She's writing all the scripts and infusing with the lessons. And then she's bringing other people in to be in front of the camera more. She's still getting on the camera and she plays herself in this, in this adventure. She's actually great on the camera. Like she just does it. She just doesn't enjoy it. So she's like, well, I don't need to be the one on the camera. You know, she's just scripting everything out. And, it's, and she's just finding where she best fits and what she needs to you know, to outsource essentially. Yeah. Um, and her, yeah, her course is brilliant. It's called a uh, career Avengers. And so it's like got this sort of Marvel superhero theme and it's all about like you, you know, as a participant, like you are becoming, you're in superhero training to like, to basically learn how to change your career with the most ease. Right. Cause yeah. she's a career, like a career change coach. 
It's brilliant. It's like, it's, it's almost like the way she's got it set up. It's so fun that even if I wasn't like looking and change careers, like I think I'd still want to go through her course just because it's really well made and well thought out and just fun, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's one of the things too, that we made it. We were like, wow, you know, this should be so enjoyable that even if like somebody doesn't want to create an online course, they should still have fun, like watching these videos and, and going through this course just yeah. for the sake of going through it. Yeah. And I mean, another thing is, is so many courses out there end up not being financially successful or sustainable businesses. So that sucks when you create something that you hated the process of creating and it doesn't make you a whole bunch of money like you originally intended. So why not create something that's awesome? Have a blast doing it, put it out to the world. If it doesn't succeed, then go create your next thing. Because I mean, it took me, I've been building courses since 2011. Um, my, I actually was building meditation courses. That was how I got into e, e-learning. And those courses, they took several years to get to the point. Now they've circulated all over the world, and that's how I bridged into teaching people to build courses. But it takes a lot of work. I mean, I made the commitment. I went from teaching 200, 250 meditation workshops a year to telling myself, like, I'm done. I'm, I'm not going to teach meditation workshops anymore. I'm putting all my energy into online. And that was my commitment at the end of 2011. And I gave myself five years. Now I'm like just past the five-year point. I'm like, holy cow, I never would have saw myself doing what I'm doing now when I made that commitment. And it's, you know, we kind of have to, we have to obsess about this stuff. We got to really love e-learning. We've got to fall in love with the tech learning curve as well. And fortunately for, for us, like there's amazing tech out there. Like what you guys are doing at Lifter LMS, you make it easy for non-techies like myself. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate that. And it's a journey. It's not, it's not a destination and it's not six figures in six days. And you know, you might as well enjoy the process. Success isn't guaranteed. You might as well have fun doing it. That's all really good stuff. Well, I think to kind of close it out for you, the listener out there, let's just take a, uh, a trip back up on that mountain. And let's say somebody is you, you, you out there listening to us right now, you, you ask yourself, would you take your course and you're, you're brutally honest with yourself and you say, no, what, what are the next questions that you should start kind of potentially reflecting on to help step into that power, to step into that art form? Um, like what, what should someone, if they, if they realize the answer is no, what's, what are, what are the next questions? Is it like, what do I actually have fun doing or what would you guys yeah. say? What would, what would you guide the listener to ask themselves? I remember a few of the first ones we asked and it was really simple. The first one we asked, well, well, what would we want to purchase? What would make us go take us from a no to a yes. I would pull up my wallet and pay $500 or a thousand dollars for this course. What would, what would convert us? And that was when the great e-course adventure idea came out because we started describing the type of experience that would inspire us to pull out the wallets. And that was when we're like, it had to be adventurous, it had to be fun. And so I think that's the best question to start with is what would, what would inspire you to purchase? And so then it's like, what do you need to change about what you've already created? to turn you into a yes. Like, can you take what you've already done or do you have to take all of the wisdom and experience you've gained up to here 
and give yourself a blank canvas. Like we just added this new flair on top of our old blueprint. And that was, that was all that was really needed. Yeah. For us, it was, it was a very, it was quite simple um, because once we, you know, we asked ourselves, okay, what would we want to buy? Like what would make us go from a no to a yes? And like one of the first things that came up was like, well, we need to feel adventurous. Like it would need to feel like a grand adventure of some sort. And it was, you know, maybe there was a few other words. It was maybe a matter of a couple minutes on all honesty. Yeah. And then Brad was like, it would need to be like a great e-course adventure. And then we were like, oh, there it is. Okay. And I wrote them down. I wrote the great e-course adventure on a piece of paper and the e-course creation blueprint. I'm like, which one would you buy? And we're both like, that's it. And we literally killed the e-course creation blueprint right then and there, even though we had a launch coming up in less than a month, we we're going to do another launch. And you know, our, our income was dependent on that launch, but we're like, screw it. We can't go forward with this anymore. We have to go into this. Um, yeah. So, but I would say too, just for somebody like if, if somebody is realizing, wow, okay, I really don't want to continue down that path I've been on. I want to freshen things up and, and make it more exciting for me and my students. Uh, you know, the first thing is really to take an inventory of like what excites you, what, yeah. you know, what, what are you passionate about? What are you, um, you know, what are you a total nerd about that is seemingly unrelated to your course? Right. So like, because in our case, like, going on adventures and big hikes was like, that was the thing that we were doing when we were not working on the course. So that was the natural, like, well, that's okay. We need to feel like an adventure because that's in alignment with what we were really immersing ourselves in. And then from that point forward, like more of the details kind of came into view of like Brad said, he's like, he loved uh, skit comedy. And so then we were like, well, we could do, we could kind of make the lessons feel kind of more skittish and like have, characters and like stupid jokes and things like that and there's and like we have there's about 90 videos in the grady course adventure like 90 video lessons and every single one is on a different background and so there's 14 checkpoints each of the fifth 14 checkpoints is a different landscape that we go through on the journey up the mountain so all the backgrounds kind of look similar feel similar um, each checkpoint has at least one new character that comes into the story that helps to teach the next lesson in, in building their courses. And so there's all this mystery that keeps me like, I can't wait to finish the work I have in front of me here so I can go see who we meet next and like, where are we going after this? Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I just want to point out too, that it's important like to realize that your theme, when you, when you introduce a theme into your, your, your course, it changes the dynamic in many ways, specifically around it, it creates more of a niche product, right? Um, and that's something that's very important because uh, especially with how things are in the industry today, like niche, getting more niche is actually the way to go because then you're, you're more clear about who you're serving and it's easier for those people to find you. Um, but like for us, we are attracting more of the people that are res in resonance with this idea of going on an adventure. If someone is like, has no, they don't want to go camping. They don't want to go to adventures. Like they're just, that's just not their thing. They're not in the like being humored. They're not our people, even though they might've bought our other course. Um, and so there, there's, that's an interesting thing to realize. And also like, you wouldn't want to pick a theme that you're not really stoked about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
So, and so just one more exercise that it, once people get into this question asking thing, um, there's a game that, that I like playing in brainstorming sessions and it's just the what if game. And so once you start to open your mind to, to possibilities, just start asking yourself like, well, what if it was a mountain theme? What if, what if people got a map when they, they do this thing? What if, what if when people sign up, we send them a package in the actual mail and they actually receive a formal letter and maybe a gift about it? And just start throwing ideas down. Don't limit yourself to what you can do. We have all the technology, all the tools. Um, it just takes imagination, creativity, and some play to come up with your great idea that's going to help you build something that you're going to be stoked about for the next five, 10 years. And who knows where that's going to lead as you spiral out. I like that. What if game. And uh, I can see just a trend here looking at words and perhaps just playing around with different names of your course. Yeah. Uh, Like Avengers, you guys mentioned kettlebell hell, uh, the adventure theme, but just just hypothetically reimagining what you would call your course and then when that lines up with your personality and what you what you represent um yeah that's a neat way to to play that game well yeah. this, is, this is really amazing and i just want to encourage people to go check out the great ecourseadventure.com and you're going to see Brad and Andy's website and it's you'll see exactly what they're talking about how this is very much a themed experience I know you guys put on webinars and stuff too. So I'd encourage everybody to go check that stuff out and, and see all the content that they've got and just check out their videos. Cause they're really good. Once I saw these guys, I was like, this is different. This is, I'm really into this. Uh, so I'd encourage you, the listener to go check it out and just see, cause it's, it's not the norm of what you see out there with um, building online courses and like how to go about it. So go check it out. Is there anything else you want to kind of point people towards to go go see? Yeah. I mean, we've got, uh, if people want to go check it out, um, we've got an outer space adventure that will teach the art of e-course creation where we really take people deep into the concept of themes and storytelling and gamification and community development and all these different things. It'll really uh, showcase exactly what we're talking about. It's about a, a 48 minutes presentation adventure. So yeah, check that out. And we're always, we're always thinking about what we can create next in this, in this body of work. Cause it's, it's so much fun. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for coming on the show and to you, the listener out there, uh, ask yourself that question. Would you buy your course? And if the answer is no, it's time to start reflecting.